Welcome to the Energy Healing Podcast with Dr. Katharina, the podcast to bring you energy healing techniques, insights from a medical intuitive and consciousness raising methods, all tied together to help you change your energy and heal your life. Hello and welcome to episode number 12, How to Heal the Vanishing Twin Syndrome. This is Dr. Katerina and before we start this episode, I want to let you know that we changed the name of our podcast to the Energy Healing Podcast to better reflect what this podcast is about. And in this episode, I will share with you what the Vanishing Twin Syndrome is, why it's important, what type of emotional and physical impacts it can have on you, and finally, how to heal it. So let me ask you some questions. Does this sound familiar to you? You often feel like, regardless of what you do in life, something or someone is missing. You have a hard time finding your place. Maybe you don't feel whole. You feel a deep sense of loneliness and often also guilt and shame. You never feel good enough and you're striving for perfectionism. You're searching for the perfect relationship in which you give everything so much until you cannot feel your own needs anymore and then you might burn out. Maybe you have a hard time setting boundaries and you fear being abandoned. You do everything to avoid it. Or maybe you are the one who constantly ends relationships, but you do this in an attempt to avoid being abandoned. So if this sounds familiar to you, and I know this is a broad category, but if this sounds familiar to you, you might have experienced the so-called vanishing twin syndrome. So this syndrome is basically a pregnancy that started as twins but something happened to one of the twins, which then resulted in a miscarriage with only one surviving twin. And this usually occurs between the 12th week of pregnancy and is often not detected as the first ultrasound is usually performed in the 12th week. And so when this happens, the expecting mother usually has just untypical and unspecific symptoms like cramps, and mild bleeding, so she might not even know that she had twins in the first place. And we don't know exactly how common the vanishing twin syndrome is. Some experts estimate it happen in every fifth pregnancy, while others say it's much less common. So every fifth pregnancy is pretty common, I would say, so 20% of people than would have it. Yeah, and in my practice, I have encountered a lot of people who have had this happen to them. And that's why I want to share this with you. So now to the energetic and psychological impacts. So what are the energetic and psychological impacts of the vanishing twin syndrome? And they can be very deep because the twins share a very, very deep connection. They develop together and experience themselves literally as one being. So they are so connected to each other in the beginning that they are even 
less connected in a sense to their mother because they first hear the heartbeat, heartbeat of the other twin twins before they can actually hear the heartbeat of the mother. Of course, they're connected to the mother, but I think you know what I want to say. So they really experience themselves as one being. They share such a deep bond that they even can play with each other and they can touch each other and they do sense the feelings and emotions of the other twin. A vanishing twin syndrome occurs when one of the twins suddenly dies. And the reasons can be problems with the placenta, not enough oxygen or nutrient supply for both of them, or simply not enough space within the womb. When one of the twin dies, the other twin experiences the pain, fear and terror the dying twin is going through because they are so deeply connected. And now suddenly the surviving twin is all alone. Where there was a deep connection before, all that remains is emptiness and loneliness. Most therapists and psychologists, as well as the surviving twin, are not aware of this trauma, which is buried deep into the subconscious mind of the surviving twin. And this creates problems later on in life with resulting psychological issues, which are then often met with bewilderment as the original trauma, it is very long forgotten. Now, the energetic and emotional imprints that are left on the nervous system of the surviving twin they can play a significant role in the psychological development. These prenatal memories, they have probably the biggest influence on the development of humans as all other developmental steps, they are built upon these memories. Now imagine this, if these memories, of course, if they are traumatic in nature, then the nervous system is attuned to a higher state of arousal and each subsequent trauma, which can happen in childhood, right? Then these subsequent traumas, it builds upon the original trauma and can make everything harder and late, uh, later on in life. Now, often the result is unexplained anxieties, depression, low self-confidence, and all the other things that I mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast when I asked you these questions, yeah? So we will go a little bit later on in detail into these psychological patterns. And why is this, right? When you experience such a trauma, you're trying to unconsciously heal the trauma, yeah? And so the surviving twin, what happens is that the surviving twin will often reenact the original trauma to heal it. But these attempts usually fail and they often result in a type of re-traumatization because it's really impossible to heal something which you're not conscious of. And the typical psychological traits of the surviving twin are a set of emotional and behavioral patterns and they lead to an intense emotional suffering in life. Often the result is an intense feeling of loneliness, often paired with deep guilt and shame because the surviving twin unconsciously thinks it was their fault that 
the brother or sister died. And then the surviving twin unconsciously, what it, what he or she does is they are searching for the lost twin in life. They are trying to find the same intense emotional and energetic connection they had with the twin. And they're trying to find this now in relationships. They're looking for a soulmate or the perfect person to complement them. A person that will make them feel whole again. They're usually not interested in an ordinary relationship, but are looking for a union that goes far beyond the typical relationship. What they want is they literally want to energetically merge again with another person to feel whole again. It sounds nice and beautiful, right? But this pattern usually results in very difficult relationships because not only does the surviving twin have the issues with boundary setting because they want to merge, right? But the surviving twin also shares this very, very deep fear of abandonment. And because that's really the worst thing that can happen to a surviving twin. And now what they will do is they will do everything for the other person. They will literally give themselves up and merge energetically with the other person. They will forget their own needs and wants and just be there for the other person. But they're doing this again because they are fearing being abandoned so deeply that they literally um, lose themselves and give themselves up in a relationship. And then often the result is that because it's very hard for the other person too, yeah? And so the result is usually that, not always, yeah? But usually that they get abandoned. And that's the worst that happened, what can happen to them. And if you have experienced the vanishing twin syndrome and you get abandoned in a relationship or in a marriage, it's the worst that can happen. It's literally a re-traumatization for you. And so that's why these people have a very, very hard time um, with being abandoned more than so than other people yeah now another pattern is this that because uh, someone who has survived the vanishing twin syndrome fears abandonment so much that what they will do is actually they will be the first to leave the relationship but they're really doing this to stay in control and not having to face the feelings and emotions that came up um, when they are abandoned. So they are taking the first step to doing so. And of course, this all results in not very fulfilling relationships. And then also um, loneliness can also be a result of this. Now, the other thing is that people who have survived the vanishing twin syndromes are usually risk takers. They are people who say they only feel alive when they doing some, something extreme like um, extreme sports or sometimes they they take drugs or are um, suffering from addictions. This is all because they want to feel these emotions again that they used to feel in the womb. Again, this is all very, very unconscious. And the worst is when they actually unconsciously want to follow the twin into the afterlife. Yeah, Then they can be even prone to feeling like they want to end their life. And the other thing that I found was that when you are a survivor of the vanishing twin syndrome, 
it's often someone who feels like, well, I really don't want to be on this earth. This earth feels foreign to me. That's often the case. They don't feel that they can find their true place in this world. They also have positive traits, yeah, because these are usually empaths because they have been so connected energetically and emotionally with the twin. They're so attuned to other people's energies, wants and needs that they are incredibly well skilled at feeling and anticipating the needs of others. So often they are found in the helping professions. Now let's talk a little bit about the physical impacts of the vanishing twin syndrome on the surviving twin. Of course, this is not a must, yeah, but it can happen. And some renowned scientists, they have postulated that cerebral palsy is the most common hypothesized pathological sequelae in the viable twin. And they have identified two possible mechanisms for this to happen. And this usually happens when one of the twins suddenly dies. And what happens is then that thromboplastine is then released and which can then result in the other twin in so-called DIC, or disseminated intravascular coagulation, which is basically when the blood then coagulates and it creates damage to the central nervous system because the twins, they share um, blood vessels through the placenta. Yeah? And another possible method of action is postulated that when the twin dies, um, there is a sudden loss of blood pressure. And then the surviving twin, in an attempt to heal and help the dying twin, then redirects the blood through the shared blood vessels in the placenta to the dying twin. And then, of course, the surviving twin doesn't have enough blood. And then again, it can lead to damage to the central nervous system. So you see, it can really have also very deep physical impacts. And there is another one, which I found extremely interesting. Because um, when one of the twin dies, yeah, you have, of course, the tissue that is remained that is remaining yeah and it's in the womb then and so what happens is this tissue then can be absorbed through the womb but can also be absorbed into the surviving twin and what happens then that the surviving fetus then may absorb some of these cells and as a result the surviving twin has now two sets of dna its own DNA and the DNA from its twin. Now the DNA from the twin can then be seen by the immune system of the surviving twin as foreign and it's a possibility that autoimmune diseases can be a result of such transference of DNA. So lots of things can happen and as I said in the very beginning it's not that uncommon and so I found this really really interesting. Now let's talk a little bit about how to heal the vanishing twin syndrome. Of course we cannot change what happened in the past but when you know energy healing and when you know how to work with the energy right you can actually heal these emotions and feelings 
and then healed all the resulting emotions and feelings that I shared with you in the beginning and you can then change your life. Now, the issue with the vanishing twin syndrome, of course, is that it's hidden from consciousness and therefore it can take years of psychotherapy to reveal it. When you are intuitive, that is, of course, an asset, right? You can look into the root cause of things very quickly and uncover them and know that there is um, a vanishing, there was a vanishing twin syndrome that this person um, survived. Now, another alternative is to work with a knowledgeable and trusted hypnotherapist because in hypnosis, you can also access the sub subconscious mind and you can access information, which is usually hidden from conscious mind to then reveal itself. But I always say you need to really trust the person yeah, when you do hypnosis and you need to find, of course, uh, a skilled therapist. Now, some people, they told me that they have actually discovered their vanishing twin syndrome because they are very connected to their dreams and they asked for help because they were um, dealing with these patterns that I described earlier. They had no idea where it was coming from because sometimes I said anxiety and depression can be a result of this trauma. They wanted to get to the root and they had always asked the subconscious minds before they go to bed, please show me in my dream what is going on, what is the root cause of this and so that's another possibility and option, yeah? But usually, and this is the thing, and this is why I wanted to make this podcast, is that when you hear the story, yeah? When you hear the possibility of this vanishing twin syndrome, often what happens, if this happened to you, is that you can sense a resonance. You know intuitively, oh, that happened to me. You know that in your heart. Yeah, And often then in my practice, when I work with people and I reveal this to them, it's actually a relief for them because suddenly they have an understanding of how, of, of um, excuse me, of why they feel the way they're feeling and what happened. Yeah. Of course, when we then release the underlying emotional patterns and also belief systems that can develop from a vanishing twin syndrome, then your life can truly change. The belief systems that usually arise, but of course it's, this is, it can be very individual for people, yeah? But often what happens is that people feel like they don't have a right to be happy, yeah? Because they always feel this deep guilt and shame and they all always need to do things for other people. So the belief system is often they don't have a right to be happy. So we also always want to work with the belief system. But usually when you do this and when you let go of these emotions and feelings, which you can also do by yourself when you have um, the ability and the knowledge of tapping, yeah, which can be found also online, EFT or emotional freedom technique, it also works really well. And you release these emotions and feelings you usually then, you can become liberated because A, the search for the twin stops usually. That constant search, 
that constant feeling like you are not in the right place. And then you stop pleasing others. You stop trying to merge with others energetically. You can then come connected to yourself. And in my practice, my goal is always when I work with people who have experienced the vanishing twin syndrome, it is that we first clear the intense emotions and feelings. But, and this is the most important thing, you want to be energetically connected again to your lost twin. And that is when the healing takes place. Because then you can feel whole again. And the truth is, even though your twin is not in physical form anymore, the truth is that you're always connected to your twin. You cannot not be connected, but because of these intense emotions of trauma, you usually feel disconnected. Yeah. So now I want to show, um, just give you a little bit of an idea of a visualization on how you can start healing the vanishing twin syndrome. Of course, please don't do this while you drive. Yeah? And you want to set aside some time to do this, usually about 15 to 20 minutes. I'm going to just give you here some steps, right? Um, if you want to get the so-called extended version with um, where I guide you through, I have created a free audio for you with background music that also contains binaural beats which is um, this frequency that you hear in the background music to relax your brain. Yeah. And then you can access your subconscious mind better. If you want to get this audio for free, be, please go to my website at www.drkaterina.com and search for this episode and you will find um, a sign up box. And then when you sign up, you can get the free guided meditation. I'm going to also post the link here all on the description of this podcast episode. So I'm going to now guide you through this visualization. As I said, this is just a, a quick version so that you get an idea because I think when you're listen to, listening to a podcast, you're probably not in the mood really to doing this visualization. You might drive or do something else. Yeah. So you want to really set aside around 15 minutes. And what you're going to do is you start making yourself comfortable. And you start to relax. That's very important. You breathe in and you breathe out into your abdomen. By relaxing your body, you are shifting your brain waves into the so-called alpha or theta state. That's the state that is conducive to accessing your subconscious mind. And you're trying to relax and breathe into your abdomen, breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. And once you're fully relaxed, you set the intention to connect to the energy of your lost twin. Remember, even though your twin is not in physical form anymore, he or she is always connected to you. And now you relax even deeper and bring your awareness 
to the space around you. Do you sense your lost twin's energy somewhere? Is it next to you? Is it behind you? Is it above you or even in front of you? Give yourself some time and don't force anything. Now, if you do this long enough, you will sense the energy. In the beginning, it can be very subtle. However, as you practice this visualization, it will become stronger. And once you have intuitively felt the energy, you're trying to also see, see the color of your twin. Which color does your twin's energy carry? What I found is that often it's your favorite color, but literally it can be any color. But usually this is what people tell me. And as you're getting more and more accustomed to this energy, you notice how your heart chakra's energy changes. When you are connected to your twin's energy on the heart chakra level, you can feel how it, how it opens and becomes wide, how you feel more whole and complete. When you do so, set the intention to strengthen this connection and allow it to happen. Now, if you are very intuitive, you can also try to connect even deeper with your twin. You can ask your twin questions or you can ask your twin to help you in your life, to guide and protect you. So now this was really just um, an idea of how this works, yeah? how these visualizations works. As I said, if you go to my website, you can download the extended version for free. And if this resonates, this podcast episode resonates with you, can be very, very likely that you have actually experienced this. And then when you do this visualization, you will feel a shift. Yeah, But you need to take some time to actually do this. Now, when I usually lead people through this visualization that take a little bit longer, yeah? they tell me that often they think like the twin is their guardian angel. And I think this is really beautiful because the twin is always connected to you. And what I always like to do is that when I always say that when you have found your twin has a specific color, yeah? And often it's your favorite color anyhow, but if that's the case, wear this color, put that color somewhere so that you're reminded, hey, you are not alone anymore. You are actually connected to your lost twin. Your search is over. Now, one last quick tip before we end this episode. Another powerful tool is to create space for your lost twin. Because your twin was lost yeah, and it was not integrated in the family system, you can change this by dedicating a space in your home for your twin 
and then decorate it with something beautiful like flowers or you put up a picture or a painting of your twin. That's a beautiful thing to do as well. Something that reminds you that there is a presence there for you, even though it's not in physical form, but your twin is with you. And even though this might sound a little bit um, simple, yeah, it's ex extremely powerful because as you know, healing means to make whole again and your twin is part of you. So when you give your twin space and you dedicate a space, you make whole again because you include that energy into your life. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Until soon, much love and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Energy Healing Podcast with Dr. Katerina at www.drkaterina.com. 